0: listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry.
1: So guys, I was on the crackle the other day. Brian, drugs are bad. Uh, Because I want to sound like I'm 80 years old when I talk.
2: Release the crackle. You you shouldn't be doing crackles. That's bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's a gateway drug. Yeah. Drugs are bad, That's okay. no, not
1: the gateway, that's the destination is what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the crackle is the destination. Anyway, um I just it's interesting because um they have the full backlog of comedians and cars getting coffee mm-hmm. on there. And just kind of fun, I was playing through them, doing some research for um the play I was doing. And it was fun because there's an episode with Jim Carrey in it. Nice. And I never thought that Jerry Seinfeld would be friends with Jim Carrey just because they're very different comedian styles. Oh, but at yeah. the same time that doesn't mean anything really, because everyone works the same rooms. So it makes sense that probably sometime in the '80s they both worked in LA together. Yeah. Um, and I just those wires not crossed in my, or those those two ideas not crossed in my head. So it was really interesting listening to them talk. And uh, apparently Jim Carrey at one point had a bunch of sports cars like Seinfeld did, but he sold them. And then he now has a Tesla because...
3: Huh. All in the name of Buddhism.
1: Right. Well, he's all... Yeah. Jim Carrey's all very, very, like, new age spirituality. He's great. No, awareness. No, he's
2: amazing advocate for that.
1: Yeah.
0: All Buddhist monks drive Teslas. <laughs> um, Up and down, treacherous. Not
1: crowds. only that,
0: but so he apparently...
2: So the, the background research that he had to do for Ace Ventura, too, really had an right, impact on right. Apparently.
1: <laughs> oh, he wants to go off-road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But what's really funny is actually he does an impression, because Jim, Jim Carrey's obviously great in impressions. He does an impression that no one's ever heard him do before. He did Nicolas Cage. Because he oh. and Nicolas Cage are longtime friends. Oh, my God. He was talking about um, when he did, because Jerry had brought up um, him working in Man on the Moon. And he said how, that, how it was such, that was such a weird process for him and for looking back at it, because he really just got lost in that character. Yeah. So even when he turned it off... To go have dinner with Nicholas Cage is like he, Nick, Nick just woke at me and said, "No, I I don't know you. I I gotta go." <laughs> like it, it it was he was so creeped out. But Oh my god. And it was just cool to see him do it because he he nailed it again. <laughs> he nailed Nicolas Cage and no one's oh, ever seen he, it. Before. He
3: did what to Nicolas Cage? He he nailed him. Oh he nailed good. It. He nailed him in the good. butt. He did it in the butt. What what?
0: <laughs> yes, I know. Then oh. he pulled out and busted on Nicolas Cage's receding hairline. <laughs>
3: nice. <laughs> did you guys see that video of Nicolas Cage like holding Vince Neal back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: outside in the street oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I know Fuck there. you, I love you, man. <laughs>
2: I got to I got to say it's really interesting Crackle as a as a video delivery format. I I don't know how much I want to stick around with it. Can you it.
1: tell it's owned by Sony? Yeah, I mean it's <laughs>
2: it, it truly is like the ad pacing is just awful Ugh. and it's And the repeats. And it's so much like it's gratuitous. I feel yeah. like I feel like if you want to break it up four times in a movie I can handle that but like like oh my god it was it was getting tedious. I'm grateful that they have airheads, because I do love that movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm also grateful that they have another movie on there, ladies and gentlemen. Which
1: which movie are you referring to, Well, I mean,
2: since you happen to be bringing up Jim Carrey, let's take it back to our underrated movie spotlight segment, shall we? (gasps) Ooh, I love
1: underrated movie spotlight.
2: And let's discuss The Cable Guy.
1: Cable Guy?
0: Yeah.
1: And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I am Brian Moriarty.
2: I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxy
3: Noberry.
1: And I'm Ernie Douglas. <laughs>
3: Do you want some oh, John <laughs> Yeah.
1: And tonight we are going to spotlight of one of our favorite films. On
3: Masterville Theatre.
1: Masterpiece Theatre. Starting James Carey. <laughs> <laughs> fresh off of his fresh off of his performance as Riddler in <laughs> Batman Forever. He also, also
0: Matthew Broderick. <laughs>
1: Matthew Broderick. <laughs> career turning move. And perhaps possibly one of the first, following his, his spectacular <laughs> romantic comedy, Reality Bites, directed by the spectacular Ben Stiller. Benjamin. Benjamin White. Stiller.
3: Benjamin, Sir Benjamin Stiller. This
1: is the pre-Tropic Thunder, Benjamin Stiller.
3: And this is the premiere of <laughs> Leslie Mann in her relational aspect with Sir Judd Apatow. Of Appetite. Yeah. Beginning of their yeah. dynasty. <laughs> oh, I love this
0: movie, I do! <laughs> there she is! There <laughs> she is! Hello! Nice!
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, I I'm love- sorry,
2: I gotta break this up. Who's <laughs> <"You laughs> the cable guy, are you? <laughs> <the> cable guy? <laughs>
3: Who wants for a cable? <laughs> I do! <laughs> <laughs> by Bobo Degak
2: <laughs> and Janine Garvado.
1: <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. Okay, anyway, here we go.
2: Um, yes. Owen so. Wilson was <laughs> in it too and people forget that. <laughs> and
0: Eric Roberts. Uh, Eric the- Roberts. Sa- Basically. Sammy, no. Sammy, no. <laughs> brother, sweet brother. The killing of Stanton's sweet.
2: Basically, this movie was filled with a bunch of people who were on the Ben Stiller show, which oh, was totally. awesome. Like, David yes. Cross even has a cameo in it. Right, yeah. Jimmy Garofalo, obviously, yeah. yes. It's the frat pack, motherfucker. Andy Dick, of course. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. But I think we all really love this movie, um, and yet... It's very
1: dark, It's so too. very, it,
2: It's a dark comedy, absolutely, but it... You know, even after all this time, it's only has a fifty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's yep. and I feel like that's a shame. Um, <laughs> it, is it one of Jim Carrey's best movies? No, no. Yes. But it's, all of you, yes. <laughs> but it's really damn good. I mean, I I would totally put it up there.
1: No, I felt. I mean, if you're talking about comedically, it's always going to be Dumb and Dumber for me. <laughs> um, if you're talking about dramatically, it's always going to be The Truman Show. And I love
0: Yeah, but this but I think that this mixed the two perfectly. You still had the slapstick Jim Carrey, but behind it you just had this because of the, the way his character is written where he was pretty much raised by television and he's fucking like dead inside and doesn't even know who he is and desperately looking for a friend. I that's yeah. that you could still see all life. that pain behind his eyes the whole yeah. time, no matter how slapstick yeah. he was. Yeah, that's
2: right. true. Um What's with the quote? I learned the facts of life by watching the
3: facts, <laughs> the facts of, life. of life. Oh
2: God <laughs> <laughs> um, I God, I totally love after the scene after Matthew Broderick goes with him to the satellite and yeah. they're and they're coming back and you know, he's kind of like they're like saying goodbye. <laughs> he's like, You wanna know my name? and he says his name and then yeah. as he leaves the car Jim Carrey's like look on his face of just kind of like that half like really like wide eyed creepy smile is just yeah. Fucking priceless. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I remember watching it when well, we watched it as kids, and Sean and I loved it, and then watching it again as an adult. Mm. You definitely get all the creep vibes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you're like, understanding, oh, this is what a stalker's like. Um, yeah. Very it, creepy. Very, very creepy. And I can understand why maybe an, an adult audience well, in 1996 the didn't like premise it.
3: premise for it, the screenwriter, Lou Holtz Jr., he observed a cable guy at his mom's house at like 10 p.m. at night, and he was like, what's a cable guy doing here so late? Yeah. You know, oh. he, he came up with this idea because it was just...
1: He had to lay down some cable.
2: Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 he's gonna fuck
0: somebody! Uh, I get it. You,
2: you couldn't yeah. see, you couldn't see Brian's air quotes that went along with that.
1: You can hear them though.
2: Congratulations, <laughs> <fucking-lations>, Brian!
0: <laughs> You're
1: welcome. Thank you so much.
3: Um, and that that to say, it's like it, it's it's just it, it's it's a satire about really creepy movies. I yeah. mean like Cape Fear, Unlawful Entry, and just to name a few really creepy movies. Uh-huh. Single white
1: female <laughs> to yeah. a degree. Yeah,
3: single white female, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, single white male.
3: And and I love the fact that he went through like four rewrites of this script and each rewrite was darker than the last. Oh wow. In Columbia, I think that's the yeah, the
1: it was Columbia, yeah. The
3: production. They wouldn't allow a violent ending. They wouldn't allow it to be darker than it already was. Oh, what? Which just so, works for him to actually could. impale yeah. himself in the, on the satellite? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, this movie was originally touted for Chris Farley, right? Yeah. So it's it was like, really
2: supposed to be a vehicle for him. This is. Perfect for Jim Carrey. Though. Yeah, it would have been a totally different movie. I think yeah. it would have probably been a hell of a lot more lighthearted if Definitely. it was Chris. Yeah, light. and it would
1: have you would have yeah. felt more sympathy yeah. for the Chip. I'm just gonna call him Chip because that's the name yeah, that he goes go by, by yeah. the most, right. other than just the Cable Guy. The Cable Guy. <laughs> um, the Chip character would have been much more uh, enduring and much more. You would have felt sadder for him because
2: enduring or endearing
1: endearing thank you oh, is, um, well
2: he was very enduring really
1: English <laughs> English yeah um, because Farley was just he had that essence to him so he yeah. made every character heartfelt whether he intended to or not mm-hmm. wow um,
0: Brian he died of a heart attack. That's very
1: sensitive of you to say heartfelt. Oh my god! All right, was it the heart attack or was it the cocaine? I'm but pretty sure. It was,
0: well, it was a cocaine-induced heart attack. <laughs> sure. The whole
3: this movie was supposed to be a, like a What About Bob? Style, yeah, light comedy, right? Right. yeah, and it, it, got it got just went darker.
2: Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, got, it went darker. <laughs> it got the darkest. I. But,
0: yeah, but you got to appreciate the the kind of darkness in this movie. The, the, it, it's in the same realm for me as, like, Throw Mama from the Train, <laughs> Death to Smoochie, oh. all those, like, really dark, kind of underground Danny DeVito vehicles. The ones that he wrote. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah, uh, I If you
0: like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. That's <laughs> why, I mean, it was critically panned when it first came out because this was, like, Jim Carrey was a huge star, so they expected a lot from him, so it, it, it did not exceed, or meet a lot of people's expectations.
3: Siskel liked his
2: performance. Ebert, not so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: I kind of feel, because, you know, this is also, um, you know, Death to Spoochie came out, like, a little bit later, but, like, but this was actually a very interesting time, I feel like, for these kind of black comedies, like, dark, dark humor, and I feel like, I, I don't even know, I don't even know what to say, because it... You know, I, Sean, I think you said it earlier where I think the audiences weren't ready for this movie. Yeah. Well, not
1: just that. I, it's such a tonal shift from Jim Carrey, what he had established himself yeah, as. Yeah. That's true. That um, it, I mean, in it, it one respect from people, because, like, oh, he could do something different. But at the same time, people were, went into the movie thinking it was going to be the slapsticky Jim Carrey that we had right. seen.
0: And, but, and to a degree it was. To a degree, yeah. but
3: then you have the dream sequence, and you're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! That was still pretty funny."
0: Yeah. Playing like, the way squad. he runs like a cat, like the yeah, yeah. Well, and I like him trying to ben bust. To see him creeped out. Him oh. pathetically
2: trying to bust in through the door and yeah. stuff like that, doing his whole thing. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <Pretty> <laughs> 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 I mean, and the whole
3: basketball sequence—it was pretty fucking right. hilarious. Oh my god! it's So feed <laughs> me. <laughs> me
1: the rock. I'm <laughs> open. <laughs> I'm open. <laughs> Yeah, I.
0: And are I, you good meet me under the boards you'll find out <laughs>
2: well this is funny too because like you know jack black being in this movie oh, and this God. is before even he had his big break in high fidelity
1: right yeah exactly. skinny
0: skinny jack black. prior to He's this so skinny. prior to
1: this he had just i think he had only done like dead man walking something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. It was
2: a very early film for a
3: lot of people for I mean, a this lot is Judd of people. Apatow's first producing credit yeah 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 so it's just like gotta start for
2: a
0: lot of folks and it's
2: And yet, for a lot of people, it was Matthew Broderick's comeback movie,
0: kind of, you know, because it's like. Although Matthew Broderick was, uh, I I kind of didn't like. I didn't. I didn't feel much for him and his point of view in the movie. I was like, all right, he's there to just be the guy that that Jim carries. He's there to be
1: be the straight man. Yeah, and
0: yeah. and I
2: will say that I he probably did not. Carry his role as a street man as well as he probably could have, but he had some great moments. Yeah, I mean the part where you know he goes and he has his first m- attempt to reconcile with his with Robin, his right. fiance, and he's taking Chip's advice about like you know sleepless in Seattle and all that other oh, stuff. Yeah. Like how he plays that whole scene, like as he leaves and he's kind of like, yeah, that worked. Like <laughs> he just he was kind of like pulling a lot of the stops there. I just feel like he could have gone. He could have gone bigger when his life was falling to shit. And yeah. and him being Matthew Broderick at that point, he just, I don't think he went big enough. He didn't go full Richard Dreyfuss and what about Bob, you know? Absolutely. Right. Well, that's Absolutely. the whole
1: point of the straight man, right? The, yeah. the straight man is supposed to slowly lose composure yeah. Yeah. when succumbing to the clown's antics. And right. um, and I think that's what makes, like, you know, the Abbott and Costellos, and that's what yep. makes those those duos yeah. so great, is they know that, that give and take. And Broderick got that when he... Played across Nathan Lane in the producers. Oh yeah, for that sure. He nailed it there, but stronger. he just maybe this was his first foray into that kind of like comedy duo yeah. kind of thing. Maybe. Um, and he just was trying to learn. Or, that feel. or
2: maybe it. it was just harder. Maybe something about the direction just wasn't working for. I don't know. Yeah. The, the yeah. however, the chemistry was fairly strong throughout most of it, just not as much as it could have been.
0: Yeah, yeah I agree with that. The, like, the chemistry between him and and Jim Carrey was good. I just like the parts. I just didn't give a shit about him. Mm-hmm.
3: Sure. Yeah, and maybe that's just that. me. I mean, I, I like the fact that this was um, Ben Stiller's, what, second time as a director, officially? Yeah. like For like a major film, the first one being Reality Bites. But he'd right. also, be- he'd also uh. been
1: a short filmmaker since he was a kid. Like, sure, his sure, sure. But I think that.
3: this one in particular kind of set the tone for the types of movies that he could make. I feel like Reality Bites, even though it was a good film, it wasn't a typical Ben no, Stiller film. No, no. Film.
1: I would say, I mean, the thing is, Ben Stiller as a director on his own, we can almost do a retrospective on him. Uh, yeah, as I, as to...
3: I've wanted to forever.
1: Yeah, because but... he he has shown, with if you look at three movies, if you look at, or four movies, if you look at Reality Bites, you look at this movie, you look at Tropic Thunder and Walter Mitty, four Completely different movies. Did he direct Walter yeah. Mitty? He did. direct He
2: did. Walter, he Mitty. Yeah. It
0: Walter
1: Mitty? Mitty was great. Was fantastic. Yeah, he, he
0: like that whole movie yeah. was his pet project. Like oh, he helped God. write it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It Which was is beautiful. ironic because
1: Jim Carrey was originally going to play Walter Mitty in a really? Walter Mitty years that ago. Been yeah. Great. yeah.
3: But before Reality Bites, he did a short film called Elvis Stories. Right. Um, <clears throat> but that being said, it's like yeah. After Cable Guy, I mean, you had Zoolander, Tropic Thunder, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Zoolander Two. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, you had a Ben Still... You had the frat pack, you know, yeah. and Ben Siller was totally at the heart, at the, the heart sure. of that group, Um and I think definitely the cable guy was an example of how it was a
1: proto frat pack, yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well said. Yeah. Well,
2: him still having all of his buddies in it and mm-hmm. all that such. But we can-, can, can we Wilson. can we talk? About- I want to start getting into the fun parts of the movies. Yeah. Of course. Okay, let's just let's just. Get into it, because...
1: <laughs> do it. Where do we begin? Fucking, fucking, deep in it. You
2: know, I I don't know. I just love the Medieval Times part so damn much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we have to do it, since Sarah says...
2: Yeah, oh, oh my de- God. De- de-
1: de- Welcome to Medieval Times. <laughs> Dost thou have ale for me and my mate? You <laughs> have been in battle for a fortnight, and as a king's thirst. For the frosty frosty brew. brew.
0: (laughs) Dost thou might have for thus. Yeah, dost thou might have for (laughs) thus.
2: I just, I love
0: the whole, like,
2: there were no utensils in medieval times. Therefore, there are no utensils at medieval times. Would you like a refill on your Pepsi?
1: You don't have fork and knives, but you have Pepsi.
2: Can I have other tables. Can I have other tables?
1: Come on. Whatever, great.
0: Yeah, Janine Garofalo oh plays like the disillusioned, jaded chick so well she's in that movie so and so many other things. I yeah.
2: such and a it's why I love Garofalo. Janine Garofalo so damn much. Yeah, she's yeah. so great. She's so good. Yeah. And- we
0: need oh more God. Janine Garofalo, At Hollywood. If you're listening, Janine <sighs> Garofalo, put her in stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She needs
2: a big comeback in a hard way. Um, <laughs> buddy, get on the freaking horse. No, <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: What are you trying to say? <laughs> and- <laughs>
2: I didn't so, mean that as dirty as it came what
1: out. What trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, of course, yes, of oh course, the, the, the Star Trek-esque yes. duel.
3: No, it, no, it was a direct reference. If we don't
0: episode. fight, they will kill us
1: both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so classic, man. Totally. Classic.
3: I'm blind! My <laughs> <laughs> favorite thing is when they, they're setting up for the show and they put the crowns on, and yeah. he's just so stoked to be yeah. me at Medieval Times, <laughs> and the king is like, Welcome! Welcome to medieval times, stand and cheer for your night.
1: I just just love this whole. It's like the blue knight rocks, the red knight sucks the big one. Red knight's going down, down, down. Red (laughs) knight's knight's going down.
0: down."
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my god! And then he puts the chicken skin on his face. Hello, my Hello, I I was like, oh fuck. Fun fact: the mom in uh, Cable Guy. Was the senator in *Sound of the Lambs*? Oh, oh shut up! No. Oh. Give me back my daughter, you beast! Or whatever she said in of the Lambs*. That you know, holy
2: crap! That actor, that's crazy. Yeah, *Sound of the Lambs* connections. What? Up? What? Crazy. Um, all right, let's talk about the scene with the parents oh, and, yes! and and porno password. Porno porno password. password. <laughs> the password is nipple.
0: <laughs> I don't want to
2: play. <laughs> i just oh, like yeah. matthew broderick just in there center 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 <laughs> rest i just i love the, i love the whole rest. like <laughs> i'm not gonna say that to my mother i'm not gonna say that to my mother <laughs> and he's just i but they couldn't even say clitoris <laughs> he was just doing a little like the finger skin. the no, thing in the fashion way. you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so bad so oh, bad. my yeah. god
2: oh so and of course bad. the karaoke party
1: yeah. Uh,
0: oh my god, I have a story about the fucking karaoke party. Okay. Okay, so his version of uh, Do You Want Somebody to Love? Yes. By Jefferson Starship. It's by Jefferson Starship. So before the movie, I was so obsessed with Jim Carrey that before this movie came out, I bought the cassette tape of the soundtrack. Wow. <laughs> and listened to that song over... And over and over again. And the other night, it actually played at a bar in town, and it started playing, and I started singing it like him. <laughs> and people were like, "Oh my god, please shut the fuck up." <laughs> but uh, when, when Brian and I, when I was in eighth grade at the school Brian and I went to, we had this day called Mission Fun Day, where it was like a carnival that you had at oh school. Oh god, you bring all this the up? money that you gave to buy the tickets for it went to some mission somewhere, so that people could beat people over the head with a Bible or whatever. <laughs> so. We did this thing called a cakewalk, a legit cakewalk where you had like the squares and you walked around and when the music stopped, you stopped. And if you were on the right number, you got a cake. I I played, I ran that and played the fucking Cable Guy soundtrack so much that I got kicked off. Nice. (gasps) Yeah. And I also, there was a, it was like, you could play a tape in this like thing in a PA that had a microphone. And so I was singing Jim Carrey's part over Jim Carrey and Mm -hmm. people were like, well, Will you please? Will someone shoot him in the face? Or- <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I've, oh I'll admit God. it. These p- were
1: nuns saying this. Will someone please shoot him? Yeah, get rid of the face. Face. Really <laughs> <him.
2: a> <laughs> um, I'll I'll admit it. I've definitely tried to do his rendition over karaoke while drunk before. I mean,
3: yeah, it's classic. It's just gotta. My favorite one though was the old guy in the beginning when he first yeah. <laughs> the American woman, woman.
0: <laughs> stay away stay from, from me. me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's like so just. <laughs> off like not even like entirely off it's just off enough (laughs)
3: enough. it was awesome oh my god Um, And how i love how just him singing um jefferson starfish is is starfish
0: wow jefferson airplane jefferson
3: starfish
0: it was airplane before it was starfish
3: yeah actually at this point it was jefferson Jefferson Airplane. airplane yeah um, it's just juxtaposed with him totally getting it on with the hooker, yeah. yeah, and how that absolutely plays into the rest of the movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's. I wish big... I had friends like that. <laughs> <laughs> and just how he breaks it to him, you yeah. know, like you know, I, I, it's all, this one's on. Yeah. I mean, is
1: anyone else <laughs> creeped out by how much Sean can imitate the voice of the cable guy? Because it's I pretty saw... much okay. spot on.
0: <laughs> so I saw the movie one time in the a big theaters where we live. Then the discount theaters called the Plaza Four. I saw the movie in addition. <laughs> five times after that. Wow. And then when the VHS came out, I got it and watched it, you know, I don't know. I watched it every day until yesterday.
3: What, <laughs> what, I mean, beside the obvious points that we're making, what was the major appeal to you? Because to be honest with you, like this movie really creeped me out. We were and obsessed with And that's the Jim thing Perry. I liked
0: about it. Really? Uh, first yeah. of all, Brian and I had much op- more open minds for how young we are about movies and, and, and like... Uh, to the to a degree i still do like i like terrible movies i recognize some of them are terrible but this one i don't think is terrible but i i appreciated it there were certain things i didn't get but i i was also like i said a jim carrey fanatic like this anything like, he did he guilty could do pleasure no i yeah. believe i had a recorded version of rubber face that i taped off of like TBS oh for, god that's a good deep garbage. cut yeah that
2: is a good deep cut i had
0: earth girls are easy like yeah. anything Jim Carrey <laughs> yeah. touched yeah. No, I wow. I
2: same thing for me. I obsessed with Jim Carrey. I was yeah. obsessed and I think the added benefit of this was that my parents didn't want me to watch it because I was so young.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, I think we... And you guys mm. did a great job of talking about that way back when you guys did the Jim Carrey episode. Yeah. Um, back in 2013, oh, yeah. I think. How do, you, how do you feel about that, Brian, that we did that without you? Oh, it's a sore <laughs> subject. I won't want to It is a sore <laughs> subject. But, but what I think, uh, just to recap that, though, what started it all for us was Fire Marshal Bill on yes. Living Color, right? Oh, yeah. So that yep. kind of led us down that path of then when Ace Ventura came out, my God, we... If you think we watched a lot of the cable guy, we watched Ace Ventura ad nauseum. We rented it so much that I think we might as well just have bought it. No, 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 we didn't
0: rent it. It was released and I got it at the fucking thrifties that used to be in by our house in Campbell. Mm -hmm. And the VHS came with your own like junior pet detective card you could fill your own name in. Yeah. Which I kept in my wallet until uh, yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Until yesterday. Apparently
3: during emanated. the filming Jim Carrey made his uh I think it was his agent and his like assistants or something like wear Ace Ventura pet detective like uh clothing like yeah. oh my clothing God. during Cable Guy just to keep things in perspective. Yeah, but <laughs> thought, What's, that was a weird kind yeah. of factoid about what, him. This was
1: also a big movie for his career too, because twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars was this the yeah. first time and this is the I mean he had done wow. like I think he made four Million. He went to like he went up to like four or ten million dollars again. I think it was ten million dollars for um Dumb and Dumber, and then nice. yep got that for Batman then, Forever, and that, then
0: yeah.
3: I mean, this script was
2: shopped for one million,
1: so yeah.
3: for
2: Jim to make exactly. it to get it for twenty. That's, that's amazing. That's really bizarre because I mean, I did they make enough of that back? I uh, mean,
3: apparently no. they
2: did because uh, budget did was forty seven. Box office was one hundred
3: and
1: two million. Okay, wow. So it did yeah, do well. It did um, very well, even and, though it was
3: a flop in his career.
1: I mean, keep in mind that Jim Carrey kept that twenty million dollar asking price for a solid five or six movies.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. So
1: he, you know, and he and like that's why like. I'm like oh Mr. Popper's Peglins was a was a financial failure oh I'm so worried for Jim Carrey with his 180 million dollars that he's the struggle
3: is real
1: right (laughs) he's he's yeah I mean he's he's set and so that's the cool thing is that, that this movie even though it's one of his more esoteric films it's Doesn't matter because he had this giant cushion you can fall back on if it even if it ruined his career.
3: Talk about the number twenty three.
1: Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) maybe that that was was also the reason that
0: people were so upset with it because there was so so much hype. I mean, think about this: you got a second time director, uh, and then you've got him making that much money with it. Like, and it was—I mean, how old were we? I was like thirteen. You were eleven, and we knew because they were pounding it over people's heads in the media about how much he was being paid.
3: Yeah, this is ninety six. Yeah, so this is like. I mean, yeah, this is early on in mm-hmm. his career almost. Well, I mean, this is, like, the, during the heyday of his career, yeah. I think. Yeah. What do you mean
1: yeah. whose career, I'm sorry? Jim I mean, Carrey. I mean, oh. this was
3: like, mid-'90s, you know, like... Uh, of his
1: was, acting career, yes. He's on the huge yeah. upswing, yeah. Yeah, because he had yeah. been doing stand-up for over 10 years swing. at that point.
3: Because he had done The Mask right before this, and then right... Or was it Ace Ventura right before So this? he
0: did Ace Ventura, The Mask, then Dumb and Dumber, then he, Batman Forever, yeah. then Cable Guy.
1: He had, a, hmm. he, he had a year where, like, three movies mm-hmm. came out... And that was ninety four. Like he did Mask Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber all came out within like don't, a year of each don't other. Don't lie, we other.
2: all remember that year because that was the year we were all doing Jim Carrey quotes on the mm-hmm. playground. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
3: So he had already done two Ace Venturas at that point. I mean, he became a household name for comedy. So for this yeah. to be a turn for <clears> him <throat> toward darker comedy, I think yeah. people mm-hmm. were definitely put off by that at first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I mean, I-
2: and also like. Yeah. If you look at the critical reviews and everything, yeah. a lot of them say, "Yeah, this is a great movie for teenagers," right? Because yeah. it was absolutely appealing to the MTV crowd, because that was yes. what Judd Apatow, teenagers. Ben Stiller, all these people—that's what they were already Which appealing to.
1: Actually, makes sense as yeah. to why MTV was so seminal in the marketing for the yeah, movie. Absolutely, right. Yeah, absolutely. Because this was,
0: and it also appeals to our generation that saw it, because we were we weren't to the to the extreme that uh, Jim Carrey's character was, but we were like. Inundated with media stuff, TV and movies, so much that we made the quotes part of our regular lives, just like he did in that movie. We yeah. related to that. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, that Jefferson <laughs> airplane scene is iconic. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't think about him unless you, you, right. you, you can associate that scene. And what I think
1: him. is also awesome is just, I think the, it's just, it's, I appreciate that it was a ballsy move that he wasn't afraid to like, too. B- make that tonal shift and yeah. just say, you know, I want to do this because it sounds like a really fun part to play. You know? yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. It's a very smart movie, though. I mean, I love I, we were talking about earlier. Like, I feel like it's really meta. You know, there's so many moments where he just like he plays with the audience's emotions so well. Like, uh, what, what was that that part where he's um.
2: Don't you wish more movies had more danger music? Yes. Early? Yeah.
1: What does he say?
2: He's yeah, like, and as he's saying it and he starts like, singing the the danger music that they end up playing in the score. The actual score first like- playing with him,
1: yeah. yeah. Don't you wish <laughs> more episodes had danger music? Yeah. Like of this show?
2: That's, yeah, that's the, of, nice. oh, of this show. <laughs> I I wish
3: Sean
1: When Sean gets angry, all of a sudden And speaking like woo
0: Roxy, I don't know if it's meta, but the fact that... Okay, so this movie, the the main character, Jim Carrey, is this guy who was pretty much raised by television and his whole head and his whole personality is like something out of television. And he is like... His life is a screen. Mm. So... If you think about it, the way Ben Stiller was trying to convey that speech that he gives when he first takes Matthew Broderick up to the satellite oh my God. wants to kind of highlight how like <laughs> disillusioned this guy is. But at the same time, now that we live in the age that we do, that shit fucking happened. Oh, yeah. yeah the future. the, future. Yes, the <laughs> future is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Soon, every American home will integrate their television, home, and computer. <laughs> You'll be able to visit the Louvre on one channel or watch female mud wrestling on another. You can do your shopping at home. Or play Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. There's no end to the possibilities. And that shit (laughs) happened. And it's real. Like, that's legit. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: where are we going? For a trip down the information superhighway. But
0: the thing is, is they wanted to kind of showcase that this guy's batshit crazy. And, Mm -hmm. like, he wants this to happen because he wants people to just be sitting at home on their screens. Yeah. And it fucking happened.
2: Well, (laughs) but actually, I think more importantly, not just that he wants people to be sitting at home on their screens... (laughs) but that people are connecting with each other through the screens Holy with each shit. other. Holy shit. Oh, my and God. Th- and that's the part that he wants is because he is so desperate to connect with somebody and the only way he knows how to do it is through a TV screen.
1: Wait, yep. you know what's even more interesting, though? He also, he's he's a modern-day bard, that character, mm. in the sense that, like, the prophets of ancient Greece, no, they had to lose their sight yeah. to... To gain that's insight true. and and prophecy, right? That's true. And everyone kind of thought these are these batshit crazy like hermits who claim to know what's really going on, <laughs> and they're usually right because no one fucking believes them. Yeah. And that's what he fucking is in this movie.
3: You guys, the moment when the TV like everyone's TVs shut down before they learn. Oh my the god, and the
1: guy with and the, the book
2: opens the book.
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that's Kyle Gass. That's Kyle Gass, by the way, the second yeah. half of Tenacious so D. Fucking funny. That's yeah, right.
2: His fucking face. Oh, my
0: God. As, yeah, he's
3: like he's just,
2: oh. he's just. Like, he's just, like, smiling and, like, reading to himself. Which was a huge statement, himself. I thought, yeah. in
0: that movie. That's yeah, it was so totally funny.
1: huge. Um, I think what was funny, uh. the only thing that I think parallels that is at the end of The Truman Show, where. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. The show ends, and we're just like, okay. So what do we want? what yeah. do we do? What do we actually? Do we
2: do you know, the funny thing is, is I don't think it was. It, I don't feel like it was actually intended to be a real huge statement because if it was, I think then they would have asked Kyle to play it a lot straighter than he did because <laughs> it like. Was
0: a cr- yeah okay it's a comedic statement yeah it's a comedic statement it's supposed to be funny but there is a message behind it like hey hey guys why don't you fucking pick up a book well yeah yeah,
2: the 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 message i think was in somebody needs to kill the babysitter yeah somebody
0: (laughs) needs to kill the babysitter
2: i think i think that was the message and then they just wanted to make it lighter by having like the and read a book like and him just sitting there like Really it loud. is,
1: and it's so comic because even to the point where like the underscoring has this kind of like total upswing of like yeah. light, and I think they even put like is it harp they use or something that like makes it feel it's just some like uplifting crescendo that ends up happening yeah. as he yeah, reads so he's the, reading bo- the book. It's yeah. that
2: is a actually a. Fucking perfect scene, I think. Yes. Yeah, because, yeah, because of how cheesy And that it whole is. part
0: with the trial and everything really showcases the 90s because that's oh an era oh, where you had the OJ. OJ, trial OJ. And, and then this brother's, brothers, brothers totally in. Yeah. On yeah. television. And they realized how damaging that was to not only the legal system, but like the people who are being tried. So she they don't do that anymore. Asian. Like, is court TV a thing anymore? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was Asian. <laughs> oh that's right. He's like, he was, I think he was an Asian gang said, or something. He said something in some language. In I think he was Asian.
1: <laughs> it's just the look of shame on Ben Stiller's face. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I love that. I love that. That's the character he chooses to play in his yeah. own movie. Is that It's yeah. the serial killing brother, yeah. not that yeah. not anybody else.
0: Not yeah. Least I wonder how tweed. fun it was just to film those parts. And like, what are you guys filming? We're filming yeah. this shit that you'll only see like filmed of a TV screen inside yeah. our movie. Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say though, with this whole with this movie, I actually am not crazy about the ending, in the sense that. Yes, I obviously understand that Matthew Broderick had a breakthrough with him and, like, is seeing just how damaged and crazy he is and has been from the get-go. But, like, at the end when he's in there and he's like, no, I really do want to know your name. And does the really good, funny Ricky Ricardo impression. um, I I feel like that was a little too hallmark of an ending, I guess. I, I kind of, like, in reality... You don't fucking forgive your stalker most of the time. Nope. Like, I, I mean, I, I, everybody's experience is different. And I know that actually that can be a really touchy subject for a lot of people. But it's seri- like it just doesn't feel quite realistic after having gone to jail, mm-hmm. having had his entire family and friends getting turn on fired him, and arrest- getting <laughs> fired and arrested, all that yeah. stuff. You don't just sit there and be like, no, I really do want to know your name. Oh, like that didn't quite feel. <laughs> You're going to be all right, buddy. Am I really
3: um, I'm going to make
1: a counterpoint that this was all an elaborate Stockholm syndrome scenario. Ah. Oh and that in, <laughs> in like finally like trying to fight him sure. somehow like that broke him and that made him like want to I mean, care it, about him
3: maybe. He, he, he the movie turns him likable. There's this whole cutaway of him as a kid sitting yeah. in front of right. the TV. You yeah. you root for him in the end. Which yeah. reminds me, we need a prequel. Well, I mean, I, I root for him
2: to get mental help.
0: Is yes. what I do. Like, right. yeah. and, it's, and does,
3: he, does he say like, um, "I will, like, I won't thank you. I don't think my neurologist will thank you." Oh, what does he but, say? Oh no, he says, "He Let's says
0: uh, I can learn to forgive you.
1: I hope to. I just hope my neurologist feels the same." Yeah, he does that little like stumble? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly.
1: It. What, what's even weird is that you know he doesn't learn his lesson. No, because he starts to already kind of get that weird like stalkery vibe connection to the paramedic who he's yeah. helping helping him on exactly. the helicopter. So maybe I your buddy? Exactly. <laughs> and so it's like it's almost it's one of those like it's, I think it's a Jill argument. It's yeah. it's the, one of those that it, protagonist versus uh, main character yeah. thing. Sure. In that the main character is very much the cable guy, yep. but. Matthew Broderick's character is very much the, the protagonist of the film. That's yeah. what
3: differentiates the movie like this from What About Bob? Because at least in What About Bob, you successfully sympathized with Bob. Yeah. And know? he was
0: an innocent, you know. Yeah.
3: Exactly, but this one had a much person. more sinister intent. Yeah, you know, like a much more sociopathic. Well, him whole, you know,
2: I can be your best friend or your worst enemy, and you mm-hmm. seem to be choosing the latter. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's
0: it's. See, I want to give Sarah her props. She's doing a really good impression of him too. She's Holding doing it doing on. Really
1: good. <laughs> yeah, you oh, But you know, that's I think that's the beauty of this movie because it's really it, it's dark satire yeah. is what it is. And looking back on it, because mm-hmm. of it hit so many major points about the media and society and where we're going as a culture and all that cool stuff. And, you know, I think they would argue that that's a more powerful way of getting the message home than to, like, put it in your face and do it as a documentary or do it as a a serious Holy shit horror film what
2: is that look on your face no yeah. I just
1: realized how obsessed I was with this movie I
0: just like realized that I read and had the novelization of it too oh
1: my god when <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about
0: different forms of media I was like oh, oh my god I had the fucking novelization oh my god
1: you also had the poster sprawled across your room yes I did um can we just
3: talk about in 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 length about the Owen Wilson fight scene in
1: the bathroom yes salt peanuts salt peanuts
3: Plucking your eyebrows. <laughs> just,
1: like, I just love that like his disguise is the mustache and and his glasses like yeah. that's enough to actually that's, like that's the police disguise,
0: sketch yeah. is like people rarely <laughs> take advantage of all my services.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what a scene! Oh,
0: and man. Owen
2: Wilson being a total d bag
3: in this. Movie. Yeah, that was the first. one. chicken him. hasn't uh, the, the, the eggs haven't hatched yet. Where's the yeah. chicken?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, go. I'm sorry to put you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how's your job? How's your job? Yeah. Hey, how's my chicken, man? How's my chicken? <laughs> how's my chicken? <laughs> oh my so God.
1: bad. Yeah.
3: This was definitely a frat pack movie, though. Yeah. I mean, lots of good cameos. Oh,
0: my God. That fucking scene. Hasn't quite reached midnight movie status, though. Has anybody, like, no. seen that being played as a midnight movie?
2: I feel like I did once... At one of the smaller theaters here,
3: but I don't
1: think because it did well, I don't think it will ever be considered a cult film. No, um, it's a good film
2: to have in
3: the background. It is party. though. <laughs> it yeah, is, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's twenty years old at this point, which is crazy Jeez. to think about. So it's it's oh in the classic kind of territory for films. Yeah. Um, but I mean, because it made a hundred plus million dollars, because it was Jim, a Jim Carrey movie, like mm-hmm. it, like I would say, like Princess Bride is a is a is a cult movie because it did well better on home video release than it did in theaters. Yeah, that's actually know to, fair. Yeah. Mark, yeah so it's one of those things where like people will get oh yeah i remember that movie it was kind of weird but i remember that movie it's yeah. not that i remember that movie and i fucking loved it right even for kids people of our generation because i think for we were all the smart people in the room but i think a lot of you're also kids, the only people in the room
0: That's <laughs> oh, not literally that room
1: Oh, what I, I mean the metaphorical room of the movie theater we're all okay. the smart people in the room and we got it i think a lot of kids our age were like Yes, even though it was MTV marketed and all that stuff, they were like, I think a lot of kids were like, eh? It was
3: kind of in that majority, because it was yeah. just, it, it didn't reach me as well as, say, like, other cult movies yeah. could have. It just, it, honestly, I, I kind of gave in to the creep factor a little too much there. And it just, it left a bad taste in my mouth as a kid. I didn't, I didn't connect with it. I thought the humor was really kind of above my head at that mm-hmm. point, like, over my, you know, I just, uh, I was disappointed to see Jim Carrey in kind of a, a weirder movie than what I had been used to at that point, which Man. was The Mask. I mean, The Mask was pretty freaking weird, but. And it then was, the mask, but man, it was they went so far
0: off the source material. If yeah. you read the comic, that shit was fucked up.
3: It was, it was. And then, I mean, you love him as ace ventura I did not love him as the cable guy. He was the, you know, just—he was he creepy was the as villain. fuck. He was the villain. <laughs> yeah, but were you
0: supposed to love him? <laughs> no, supposed but
2: to
3: be creeped uh, out. But and, if you and
0: laugh at his, feel sorry for but him. If it's it's you're a used, successful film, if you're but not used, a beloved film.
2: If you're used to loving him. Oh, okay, and then you see him in a role where you can't love him. Yeah, that's hard for some people. No, yeah. I liked it because it was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrying. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jim carrying Jim Carrey, along.
1: Jim Carrey. I think that is you the answer, ladies It, it so was Jim Carrey. Jim bird. Carrying,
2: and I was happy about that. <laughs>
1: Well oh said. my god that's so great that's hilarious so I, just, it.
2: I just feel like that's so
1: this episode's called Jim, Jim Carrying Ka-ing. Jim Carrying oh, oh totally
3: god
1: I think we voted on that now that's unanimous yeah unanimous hooray
3: yeah. oh my goodness
2: I keep I keep getting the good titles out there I'm doing really doing
0: or good. we I'm can also myself. put so what are you trying to say and I'll put
1: TH's instead of S's
0: you th- <laughs> son of a bitch
1: or we, or we do both we you do th- Jim Carrying th- so we do Jim Carrying Stephen. colon Steven
0: my lisp is gone <laughs> so we do we do we do a Jim
1: Carrying colon through... What are you trying to say? Because <laughs> then we could do Jim Carrying... Excuse me. <laughs> I'd like to ask you a few questions.
3: My brother's a speech therapist. So, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
2: so but then there's a, like, really sweet moment where he gives him, like, the speech therapy tape yeah and actually like you're... oh that's right
1: like, there's oh, that, that, they're, they're just no words
2: and, yeah. like, and it's like a sweet moment and then they're like well let's get out to the party and then like you know then Jim Carrey starts in the dun 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 like for the American woman and then like Matthew Broderick does like the little guitar whale like yeah. noise and stuff and I was like actually like that's actually a really cute scene it is. like that little moment that they have there I actually there was something about that I th- actually f- thought was kind of very genuine <laughs> oh I have another Silence of the Lambs connection.
3: The (laughs) cop arresting officer who arrests Matthew Broderick during the scene, you know, where he gets falsely accused. Yes. He was the same police officer who got disemboweled by Hannibal Lecter in the scene when they're giving him his dinner and he gets to tear them apart.
2: It's the same fucking guy.
1: So, Raxi, what's your obsession with connecting...
2: Everything this to sounds of the Lambs?
1: Yeah. That's this, how creepy this, uh, this
2: fucking we, we movie you, was.
0: We thank you for listening to NPR, and this has been a study in the tangential brain. And following this, we will have all things considered. <laughs>
2: oh, <dear laughs> well, actually, um crazy, crazy though. Right? Rexy, you found a connection to Waterworld too? Because, oh God! Because he references. <laughs> I know because he references Waterworld, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And in, is, and in. In. I did it in Waterworld. I've seen it six times. I've seen it six times.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and um, apparently Ben Stiller dated Gene Triplehorn, who was
0: in Waterworld. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, oh, well. was, although although we IMDb... six de- Is this a Six Degrees episode? What happened? I guess. <laughs> although <laughs>
2: IMDb's tried to say that Jack Black starred in Waterworld, and I'm like, what? Was he yeah. a- even yeah. in it? No. I, I don't I, know. He's I nowhere like, near that movie. I'm like, can we verify that he maybe was maybe an extra in yeah. it or maybe?
1: Maybe to get Jack his Black did the, the mocap cap for the
0: little girl with the tattoo. On. <laughs>
1: um
2: I was just like I'm pretty sure Jack Black wasn't in Waterworld. What the fuck am I doing? Like, I have unfortunately that, seen that movie enough times to know if Jack Black was in it or not. What's, what's, like. what's creepy is
1: that I am I, I like I looked up uh Tina Margarino, um since you're talking about Waterworld. This is okay. a complete this is a this is a complete tangent. I
0: love talking about We are Water we World. are
1: one day apart. We are one day apart in age. Your birthday is the day after mine, and now everyone knows oh, my you, birthday. Oh, and you—you
0: could have done a movie with a fucking seal, but you didn't.
1: Yeah, and I was like, and so everybody remember? <laughs> oh my remember? god, I remember that movie! <laughs> oh I, I've god. always wanted to like—I've always so wanted bad. to do that creepy introduction. If I ever meet her, so that, "Hi." So funny story. We have almost the same birthday.
2: That is really... That's, we oh, are that's one weird.
3: day apart.
1: Um, yeah. Wasn't
2: she also the girl in um, Karina Karina with Whoopi Goldberg? Yes. I yep. love that she movie. She was also,
1: of course, Napoleon Dynamite. Come on. Yes. Come on. Forget about it. Of course. She was the best
3: um, in that one. Tina. Wow.
1: Yeah.
2: That, that was a random tangent. That
1: <laughs> was it was a complete <laughs> random tangent. But since she went to Waterworld... But
2: you guys, Waterworld and Silence of the Lambs. Totally
3: legitimized. Let's bring it back.
1: back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> <You>
0: just, <laughs> why, why did you say a really great movie and then a cinematic turd in the same sentence I hate you.
3: because we're nerds on film and that's what we do
0: turds <laughs> yeah. on film turds
1: on- water Waterworld happened <laughs> we don't mention Waterworld. world here. that's motion picture meltdown crap
0: at <laughs> least at <laughs> least <laughs> Kevin Costner wasn't wearing dad you hear jeans. that
1: Steven Steven, Steven Phil <laughs> cheats I'm talking Steven to all Phil you D-heart I'm talking to all you guys
3: <laughs> anyway <laughs> I mean we would not be the show that we are if we didn't mention boomies like that in the same breath Okay. True that. Alma says that. That's all.
0: So to wrap up, what do we take? Like, where, where is this movie in your in like your your favorite comedies or dark comedies? Like, where where does this movie does fit this, for you? This rank?
2: It's interesting. I, I you know I probably wouldn't put it in my. I hate to say this. I probably wouldn't put it in my top ten favorite comedies, but. When people mention dark comedies, it's one of the first ones that come to mind next to Death to Smoochie. Mm -hmm. It's like those two that just go,
1: whoop. Well, I would actually argue that a movie like this was what made Death to Smoochie and also what was it, the one that um Very Bad Duplex. Duplex and also Very Bad Things. Yeah. Like this Oh wait,
0: no, very bad things though.
1: That's that's a black that's that's a black comedy. Mm -mm. Um this movie I think kind of prepared audiences to accept something more like that. So that Danny DeVito could go in and do a death to Smoochie. And I mean, Matilda too, but Matilda was much lighter because it was a kid's movie. Yeah. Um,
3: Family film.
1: Yeah. Although
0: now if you try to show that to a kid, the parents would be like, I... I don't I'm know. My actually, kid, you know, he's gluten free. I'm trying to make him <laughs> fucked up movie free. No,
3: we just showed that movie to our my kids at my elementary school, so the kids and loved it. Had, it. Oh. Did they like it? Yeah, it cool. was their first seeing of that, uh, their first screening of it. And I'm like,
2: this is awesome. It's there's generation. something. Yeah, yeah, there's something oddly charming about those really fucked yeah. up rolled doll books. You root for Matilda meth- like that, yeah. and like. You know, Charlie and Chocolate Factory yeah. and fucking witches and like yeah, those things witches. are goddamn dark. <laughs> I would say yeah.
1: for yeah. me, you can't compare this movie to other comedies because it's so unique. But I would say that as far as Jim Carrey movies go. Yeah, how would rank it's, it. It's uh, probably th- number three. Oh, Oh, shit.
0: I was about to say three. Number three three
1: for comedies. Number three for for his comedies. Yeah, because that that. would be behind Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura. Okay, Um, sure. If we're talking on the overall scale of Jim Carrey movies, it goes down to a four. At least in top ten. Because Truman Show. Show. Truman Show. Ryan, I
0: thought you said that your favorite Jim Carrey movie was Kick-Ass 2.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I feel like you have to get like... Truman Show is great, but I also feel like you have to like Man in the Moon. Like you have to get that, that, that up there. That goes to five
0: on the list. If it's right really, yeah, Man in the, the Moon, moon I think it. was his best acting performance. I completely period. Agree. I agree. And then,
2: um, God, I'm uh, I'm fucking blanking on the name right now. Um, Eternal
0: Sunshine of the Spotless
2: Mind. That one's really good. Not talking about that one. I love you, Philip oh, Morris. I love, I love you, Philip Morris. Aww.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, I haven't weird. seen it, but
2: it's
0: great that's why i've heard brian you have no reason it's on netflix right I
1: now. i know i know it's unfortunately i've slipped off the bandwagon that a little bit in my more recent years
3: fun with dick and jane was kind of
1: funny the the fucking the, the indicted scene where he mm-hmm. just loses it that scene it was like that's classic jim carrey i yeah. want i've been waiting for this the whole movie where was that the rest <laughs> of the movie know. um just like how much of you has he had he's had half a beer <laughs> you know
3: <laughs> yeah, like, liar liar
1: Li- Liar Liar, Liar. Oh my God. is great, but in comparison... Like, Liar Liar was his follow-up because he's like, oh, I made audiences go to a very uncomfortable place. Yeah. I need to bring it back with Tom Shadyac. Right. And Liar Liar was a great apology film <laughs> for that and it had a lot of heart to it. But, I mean, come on. Like, really, honestly... You it's,
3: know a movie leaves an impact when you have to make a motherfucking apology film, yeah, just to get your fan base back on track because they are so yes, emotionally. Uh, liar, liar disturbed. was Jim
0: Carrey's Force Awakens. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, There's a way to get the back.
2: it's like cable guy. And honestly, it up. the really the best part about Liar, Liar were the outtakes.
0: Yeah, like, oh totally. I would
2: <laughs> uh, bounce those things like Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My favorite was
2: a goose. Yes, <laughs> a
0: goose, a goose.
2: <laughs> Prenuptial agreement.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you schmucks. We're deviating from. I don't care. We oh, love Jim, Jim Carrey here. It's like part re- part this is like part read. This is the episode. Of- I. <laughs> this is the episode I never had. This is your Jim Carrey <laughs> moment, Brian. Yeah. Welcome to the back to the club. <laughs> um good stuff, man. It's a yeah. good movie. is just it just creeped me out. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: Awesome. I
1: learned this about Jim Carrey movies from the nerds on film about Jim
0: Carrey movies. <laughs> oh, 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 god. God. oh god Someone's gonna say that. There's some like there's I some hope so. way person way younger than us that's gonna be like, Who is Jim Who?
2: <laughs> oh god. Who who is is I know. I know they should wonder- all die in a
0: fire, but they exist. <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't um, want to think that I'm that old already. Uh, sorry. The 90s
0: we're old was 20 as fuck.
2: years
3: ago.
1: I mean, here's how old he is. He's no longer going to even be known as like a Grinch because yeah. Cumberbatch is now doing the voice of the Grinch. <gasps> oh, yeah, he's being usurped. I'm Benedict Cumberbatch and, <laughs> and I'm here to take the tree.
2: I'm so <laughs> excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's digital. Yeah. They've even released. Too.
1: They've even released what the Grinch looks like, and they've put in a couple of, be- of Cumberbatch's. Features like his eyebrows a little bit more. Don't, so no, it's very, don't tell very, very, me I'm gonna
0: be turned, turned, turned on, on by, by the
2: Grinch. Grinch. No,
1: no, no. It's still very much like the original Doctor Who. Okay.
2: Um, doctor Who. Doctor Who. Sorry. Doctor,
1: <laughs> doctor Who. Doctor Strange. Seuss. What the fuck is I say? I Seuss. don't know. The original, the, the original, very much the original Doctor Seuss illustration, Whoa. but just a couple of subtleties that make it look like it. It's that there's this essence of Cumberbatch there.
3: Creepy. I love it. Are you guys see the preview for Doctor Strange? Yes. Yes. It's gonna be oh. good.
2: Oh. Oh, big,
3: I mean, Tilda oh. Swinton as, like, whatever the hell she is, I ain't that happy about it. So, yeah, I, oh
2: it's, more
0: God, Hashtag, it's more... Oh, my God,
2: all Look, I love Tilda Swinton, yeah. but that is more Hollywood whitewashing that we don't need. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Well, so Honestly, I-
0: it, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter in certain roles. They're better... At, like, the thing with uh, Akira... And fucking Scarlett Johansson, mm, I don't No,
3: that's, care. Ghost, in awesome that's at... Ghost in the Shell. That's I... Ghost in the Shell, and that movie has strong links to Japan. Sorry. You can, cannot take a movie out of I, Japan. Okay,
1: I understand that, but can I, can I make a, a point here? Um, I don't know. I feel like at least the fact that they chose to take a character that was male and give it to a strong that, female... And
2: that was good.
1: ...is at least something, but no one... Even saw that they were just like, well, where's the fucking Asian? Well, no, actor because for it?
2: people were talking about it. They there was praise for the casting of Tilda Swinton. It w- but it was like, yes, this is good, but mm-hmm. and I saw that like I was, you but know, but that was that was all oh the intersectional feminists. Okay, but on the other end of the spectrum,
0: do you hear anybody bitching and complaining that oh they made Nick Fury black or they fucking made uh, Kingpin black and Daredevil? Like nobody bitches on the other end of the spectrum, only on that one.
2: Yeah, because oh. there are less opportunities for people in color in Hollywood. So
1: talking, it's about, about
2: making more opportunities for people, Sean.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, the, the vo- and I we, we I totally get that, and I'm not saying that that's not a bad that that's a bad thing because obviously it's not, but there. There's, this, there's two different arguments about the whole... And this is a more serious conversation for a different episode. I was going to say, we totally segwayed yeah, we, from... I, 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 we, we kind of seared into yeah. film be, recap stuff, which is fine. This is going
0: into the outtakes, by the way. We're whitewashing this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I we, should, be no, we, no, I think we should...
1: No, I think we should leave it in because we've made a nice little segue into kind of like news recap stuff yeah. that we haven't yeah. really addressed about. So
2: it, it, It's just the... I mean, because again, it's a whole other topic that I would be willing to go more in depth on with far better research and, and backup and everything. Well, the...
1: the the, the point I was going to get to yeah. before that mm-hmm. was all said was that I think that there's two different arguments there. There's the argument of you have to raise uh, – to one point we mentioned before is raise people, raise um. the other side of the fence so they can see over it. The other side of it is remove the fence altogether. Mm. And a lot of people in Hollywood who are mad about these kind of things are saying, for me, as an artist, as a director, as whatever, my only basis, my only parameter for whether someone that gets a role is talent. It's never been yeah. about sex. It's never been about race, and making it about that is disrespectful to the people who have been fighting the cause of equality for years by making it only based on talent. And so, it, but
2: it is really interesting though because a lot of the people who are very talented and yet minorities do not have the representation that gets them to that level. So yeah, no, that's a fair point to make. Yeah. So it's you have to you have to elevate the level of representation to have a strong pool of talented people of color um, or of different abilities or whatever. You know, in that, it, you have to be able to bring them to the table. If they're not even allowed to the table, you know that then there's just still an automatic barrier there. Yeah. Um, and especially when this it's, is
0: assuming though that they that they weren't invited to the table that, that these actors weren't invited to yeah. audition and then the best one just sure. happened to be someone that. Was but, the then, but then, but <laughs> then,
2: and ultimately, when you were looking at something that is a, you know, if you look at if you look at Kingpin and if you look at Nick Fury, I mean. Nick Fury being black is in source material it's in it's in Marvel Comics that he's
0: a black character.
1: They did that after
0: they made and Samuel that, L. Jackson that, the, that's the, that's Fury. the
1: ultimate and that was in the ultimate favors okay. they were referring to. And
2: then when you but when you're looking at King Ping being black that character was not necessarily written as any kind of particular race except for that they colored him that way in the comic books, which the well, yeah. comic books have a longer history well, back when things were a little bit more racist. And yeah, I will also like say that when you're taking something in a in a role that is specific to a culture or specific to an ethnicity, that's where you have that's where the biggest stink comes from. When you have ghosts in the shell, that is something that is that is a Japanese woman in a Japanese setting in a Japanese and like anime that that's where you have some issues there same thing when you're looking at um tiger lily and peter pan being like cast as a white woman repeatedly when it's like there are so many if you're if that source material says that it is a native american there are so many native american people there and so why can't you do that for can i can
1: i make a counterpoint to that because that's that that is absolutely an important thing to say at the Mm -hmm. same time i think that the thing we all have to think about too is it's it comes back to writing it comes back to how scripts are written it comes back to how we think of characters because i see this in the acting world now i look at breakdowns all the time i, I look at breakdowns daily of what casting directors are looking for and they're looking for a type and they're looking for you know, some stuff i don't submit for because i don't even bother even though i'm the right age and the right look when i see that yes there's a caucasian comma in there but they're looking for pretty much everybody who's pacific pacific islander african american american indian All these things are there. The problem is those are there to begin with. If we stop thinking about characters as, I want this type, I want this type, and think of them just as a person. Taking out of the, the, maybe under certain, certain circumstances, yes, you need a female character to be a female, you need a male character to be male. But take that completely, take everything else completely off the table so that everybody can go get into the room and everyone can get in front of it. The moment you start talking about a certain type, even if it's for the sake of equality, I feel like that's a, that's a slippery slope. I think it's it, it,
2: it's one of those things like you have to, you have to get to justice before you can have equality. You have to elevate the people. Sounds so more like
1: revenge to me, though. That's I, the thing. It, it is. I think it's
2: it's yeah. it's also one of those things like sometimes when you know when you're trying to elevate other people, it feels like oppression to the people who are you know. Yeah who aren't the ones who needed to be elevated before. So sometimes you do have to elevate them up to have more representation, to say, yes, it's okay to be an actor and a person of color because think of how many talented people who are out there who don't even try Mm -hmm. because they don't see themselves on the screen. They don't relate to that world, you know? So if you can elevate and if you can get more people of color into storytelling and, and on the screen more, then you can start having better areas of breaking down and there are a lot of casting directors who are being um far more progressive of just saying any ethnicity type
1: well it's or, actually happening, we're taking all types it's actually happening a lot more in the theater yeah. world now because uh non-traditional casting is becoming a well first off there's now a rule i think in equity for stage yeah. productions that you have to have a person of color in every production nice. there,
2: there have literally been though casting directors out there who are saying i you know i am I say all ethnicities, I'm still only saying white people. And they go talk to the managers and the agents and all those other stuff and they say, I need to see more. I'm not seeing a wide enough pool of talent and of people from different backgrounds mm. to determine whether that's the best casting for this role or not. Mm. And and more people should be doing it. It's not enough.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, the other thing is that it's the value that people place on, on on acting as a as a role too is because like I'm I'm listening to a lot of podcasts about people who are going in the industry, and it's very interesting when you hear that most of the people who have gotten in acting who were supported by their by their families were white. Mm-hmm. That the dream. It's very interesting that <clears throat> there's been several actors I've listened to who were of people of color who, when they wanted to go in acting, their family discourage that because they wanted it's very much this mindset of because more than likely it's unf- it's people whose their parents were, were had immigrated to the country. And that's part
0: of a much bigger problem.
1: Yeah, totally. And a much yeah. bigger conversation. You're talking, it's much a much bigger yeah, bigger socioeconomic issue. That is bigger we should, conversation. We should talk, talk more right about
3: now. at another episode. Yeah.
1: So the cable guy. Yes. Yeah. So the cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they should have had somebody with real
0: mental health problems play him instead of Jim Carrey.
3: <laughs> oh my God, like, Sean! No. <laughs> like,
1: you, you know who actually would have been a great. Speaking of non traditional casting, if they were to remake this movie or had in are we doing when we gonna
3: recasting? No, I'm yes, no, not necessarily
1: snipes. recasting, just an alternative casting for that Wesley time period. <laughs> for true. that time period? I was gonna say Orlando Jones, actually. Orlando oh yeah. Jones. Would have been perfect for that.
3: Nope, Samuel L. Wow. Jackson all the way. <laughs> Sammy J could not do it.
1: So
0: just <laughs> Samuel L. Sort of Jackson that movie would be over because he would have killed fucking Matthew Brock. <laughs> <time>. like, <laughs> right. kind of like just done. Sean,
1: do it for me. Do do Samuel L. Jackson as the cable guy.
0: Wait,
2: what? <laughs> you mean illegal
0: cable? I can't, I'm not, I'm just not in it
1: That's okay. It's all good, it's all good. We tried. Do you have any feedback? We, um, yeah, let's get in the feedback. Listen to feedback. Yeah. we just got some social media, you know, stirrings. Engagement. Engagement. Engage
3: this. Uh, We
1: got some mentions. Shark Girl Rach, by the way. Let's talk her, because we mentioned her, I think, before. Just listen to you read my feedback on NOF, and it made me laugh out loud on the bus. P.S. I love sharks. Yeah. Um, that was because when we talked about it from the BVS episode. Nice. So that's from Rachel. Um, we had
0: uh, some feedback on the Facebook page and a message from Bill, who was talking about uh, he just got to the James Bond episode. And he was like, Did you guys uh, know that there was a Casino Royale in 1967? I was like, Yes, we did.
1: It was Woody Allen's spoof of it. Yes. Yes, yes. And
0: uh, thank you for that feedback, Bill. Uh, We did know that. And we appreciated the extra stuff you gave us a little bit of info about 007.
3: Naps episode. I remember that. That was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was a good one. Cool. Well, thank you, guys. I love that we get to share the feedback from both the email and from the social media. Um, Sarah, why don't you tell us how they can reach us for that?
2: Well, if you want to reach us on social media, you can look us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We are on all of those. Um, Or you can just go to Nordonomy.com, click that Talk to Us button. It will shoot us an email. Um, While you're at the website, if you peek around, you'll actually find that there is a phone number. Mm. at the tippy top Mm. to leave us a voice message if you want and if it's good enough it may make it to the air and uh there's also a p.o box in case you want to send us anything fun we totally welcome that but if it's perishable please let us know yeah and um (laughs) also uh while you're poking around on the website you can go check out our merch page buy a t-shirt but the most important thing that you can do for us is to tell your friends all about our podcast. We're all friends here. We all want more friends. So, you know, expand the conversation to them.
1: Are you saying you're my friend? (laughs) (laughs) Did we Um, just become best friends? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I mean yeah and plus I mean great episode right we we got silly we got funny we also got really freaking serious for about five minutes Yeah,
0: yeah. I, don't, I don't know where silly. that came from but
3: yeah. uh, um, it's, I, it's getting late that, <laughs> that was uh, that was tinkering at your tops with your and I apologize <laughs> to everybody <laughs> if
0: I seemed insensitive I just kind of really want to see Scarlett Johansson and how she does in Ghost in a Shell no matter how many people hate the fact that she's in it, uh, it, it it's just... I mean if the movie turns out to be really good what the fuck are you going to say
2: I'm, the, I'm, you can still you can still say it should have been yeah a Japanese actress yeah it should have been a Japanese okay. film
0: but you're not gonna say the movie sucks just because it didn't have a Japanese actress yeah no
1: I mm.
2: wouldn't say that no
1: okay yeah it it been it like well, what what everyone's been saying before is it comes down to narratives and I say these things I try to say these things as a person just as a human being yeah but I'm it's gonna because it's coming through the vessel of a white male it's gonna sound like well you know, you just have privileged exactly. a privileged bias and not true yeah but So anyway, I get it. I'm just saying I get it. I just don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it. Anyway. What a weird episode. Just like bird turd and shit.
3: Yeah. This was a really weird episode because this movie was really fucking weird. That's true.
1: (laughs) There you go. So very thematically, it was kind of spiritually aligned with it. We did good, guys. We did good.
2: Oh, God, I'm like dreading the feedback we're going to get on that segment. <laughs>
1: no, I think. Oh, no. no it on. Don't dread the feedback that I'm going to get on that segment. We, we we are opening up a dialogue. That's I think true. is absolutely. We need to bring. It's like we all if we all understand that we we all mutually respect each other's perspectives here, and we respect our perspectives from our listeners. The so, moral
0: of the story is, everybody get out and fuck everybody else till we're all the same
1: color, okay? And I, I, then we don't I, have to worry right, about the shit Exactly.
2: Anymore. I'm just okay. saying, as the person who's gotten the most hate mail about being a, a hardcore feminist, then, you know, it. Oh.
1: <laughs> so, understood. Uh, guys, it is that time. So, until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode, same nerd time, same nerd channel, Nerdonomy.com.
0: Bye. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. See ya. and roll credits
1: and now famous movie quotes you should not say During sex.
2: Let's see what you got, White Shadow.